Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex. Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings. Visit digitexsupplies.ca. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates from the Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. Momentarily, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree has George Thurgood and the Destroyers May 7th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. We've heard from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, as well as Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Momentarily, we'll talk to Jay Woodcroft. He is the new head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. HRA reminder coming up on uh, May the 5th. That's, uh, that's Saturday. May 5th. I think I said May 7th was Saturday, but May 5th is Saturday. we got the Kentucky Derby. You can wager on that down at Northlands Park on the opening day of their thoroughbred season. And we are now joined by the new head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. He spent the last 13 seasons in the National Hockey League uh, working his way up in a variety of roles and spent the last three seasons as uh, Todd uh, McClellan's uh, number one assistant. But Jay Woodcroft is now going to take the plunge into head coaching at the AHL level. Uh, Jay, first of all, uh, you're <laughs> welcome back to our show. And uh, maybe just give me some thoughts uh, right from the get-go on this uh, on this promotion. Well, uh, Bob, I'm super excited about uh, the opportunity in front of me. Uh, I, earlier this week, uh Peter had sat down and um, and talked to me about the position uh, and the opportunity and and um, it was a process, but uh, one that I'm thankful 
that I went through and uh, super excited about the things that are happening within the organization. And uh, my family and I are, are excited about this opportunity for me personally. Um, personally, I think it's, it's uh, something that needed to happen in my, my coaching career. I wanted to take the proper op- opportunity when it, when it provi- provided itself. Um, it's an exciting step for us as a family. And, and like I said, organizationally, I think this is an exciting time. There's a new wave of young players that co- are coming into the organization. And uh, it's a responsibility that I take very seriously and uh, looking forward to getting started. You worked your way up from a, a video coach, uh, you know, to maybe third assistant, second assistant, associate. Uh, but head coaching, that position's a, it is a different, that's taking the plunge. It's a different job, isn't it? It's uh, very much so. The, uh, I've had very close conversations with, with both Todd and uh, Peter about this exact topic over the last little bit. And, um, there are some different responsibilities. I'm a very fortunate guy in that um, I've been able to work for a coach who's been at the top of his field. So I've, I've had an edu- everyday education in how to do it right. Uh, Todd, obviously, is unbelievable head coach to learn from. Every day was a master class in human relations and high performance and tactics. You know, and I, I joke with uh, a lot of my colleagues around around the hockey world that I received a PhD at McClellan University. He's uh, he's that good. He redefined my definition of words like leadership, humility, and empathy. Um, he taught me that su- successful coaches don't make it about them, and it's never about credit or spotlight or blame or anything like that. It's about doing it right on a daily basis. So. Uh, I'm very lucky to have got that education from Todd. And, uh, you know, I started my career in Detroit and learned from a pretty good head coach there as well in Mike Babcock. Um, so these 13 years, I've, I've tried to be studious and diligent in uh, preparing myself for this opportunity. And ultimately, uh, in talking uh, with, with Todd and, and Peter, uh, this felt it was the best time in my career to take this uh, to take this chance, and I'm very thankful to Bob Nicholson and Peter and um, Craig McTavish, Todd, to have that belief in me. And uh, as I said, I'm very excited about the opportunity. Well, uh, we are joined right now by Jay Woodcroft, and just to establish, uh, Jay. Uh Greg McTavish kind of oversees uh, the organization uh, down in Bakersfield. Uh, so you're going to be aligned with him in terms of, uh, you know, and, and you, there is a wave of young forwards. There's also some young defensemen there. So you might only, you've got a couple of returning players as well. Uh, I don't know how much you've looked into the actual uh, roster configuration. We'll get to that in a second. But you have a philosophical alignment with Todd McClellan. And you guys believe in the same sort of processes. So on that note, does that give the potential for the organization to have some synchronicity between what's being coached in the American Hockey League and what's being coached in the NHL, Jay? I believe so. I I believe um, that the path to the NHL for Oilers uh, prospects goes through Bakersfield. So anytime there's continuity of message, uh, as you use the word synchronicity, I think that's to the benefit of the players and ultimately the organization. Um, Todd and I have 
have worked together a long time, and uh, there's a set of standards and way of doing things that uh, I look forward to bringing uh, to this opportunity. And I, I think ultimately, at the end of the day, it benefits uh, these young players that are coming into the organization, and at at the at the end of the day, the organization as well. Uh, three of the four finalists in the Eastern Conference have head coaches that were promoted from the American Hockey League. In the case of John Cooper, uh, who got into coaching relatively late, you're still a relatively young coach, Jay. Uh, you know, he spent a couple of years building that, uh, had a terrific run one season in the AHL, and he knew several of the players as they transitioned to the NHL. Don't forget, American Hockey League coaches are on the ice with the NHL coaches during preseason as well. I, I look to... Uh, you know, Bruce Cassidy in Boston and, uh, you know, got an early opportunity in Washington, didn't work out, spent five years. Peter Shirelli hired him uh, to be the head coach for the AHL farm team and and knew all of their prospects and transitioned them and, and had success. And then obviously Mike Sullivan with back-to-back Stanley Cups um, had been a head coach, uh, an associate slash assistant coach in the NHL, but had gone back to the American Hockey League uh, to coach in Wilkes-Barre and then got promoted up. So, there, there is something to that, isn't there, about about knowing your own players throughout the organization? Well, I, I have a very, and I have always had a very healthy respect uh, for how competitive the American Hockey League is, and, and not just uh, the players that are getting produced, but obviously the coaches uh, that are coaching in that league. Um, a lot of people coming at things with a wide variety of uh, perspectives and experiences. And uh, as you said, uh, a lot of uh, the head coaches that are currently in the NHL at some point work their way through the American Hockey League. I think that's um, it's a very, very good league, and I'm excited to go there. My focus and my concentration is, and my mandate is to develop players for the Edmonton Oilers and that's where that's where my thought process is I want to maximize the potential of every player within the organization and give them the necessary tools that they need to personally succeed and I think you can do that um, in a winning type of environment um, so I'm looking forward to bringing the lessons that that I've learned over 13 years in the NHL over a thousand games in the NHL and working uh, alongside an absolute master in in, in both Todd and Mike, um, I'm, I like uh, I'm excited about bringing those lessons to Bakersfield. I got into I briefly hit on it. How have you had an opportunity as this opportunity was presented to you to look at sort of the makeup uh, of the team? I mean, uh, by my you know, from my perspective, you know, we believe William Lagesson is going to come over from Sweden. Obviously, Caleb Jones and uh, Ethan Barron defense. So that's three young defensemen. Not sure what the health status is on Ryan uh, Mantha at this time because he uh, was lost to a, a, a serious uh, eye injury. And then um, up front, uh, you know, you, you, you got Cameron Habig coming in out of Regina Pats that was signed as a 20-year-old uh, uh, Cooper uh, Marodi had a good finish in the AHL. Another guy that came out of the NCAA. Uh, and then Tyler Benson and Kyler Yamamoto. So there's four younger forwards that you might be having. A couple guys returning, including Ryan Stanton, Brad Malone, Mitch Callahan, who's going to get a second chance after disastrous first year. But beyond that, I mean, you know, could you be helped with a skilled offensive center, as an example? Have you even thought that, gone down that path with Craig McTavish, who helps uh, put that team together? Well, 
Well, uh, in the, in discussing the opportunity with Peter specifically, uh, we we uh, talked about certain players that that might be uh, in Bakersfield to start the season, um, but it was just broad outlines. Uh, I look forward over the next few days of really rolling up my sleeves and getting in, involved uh, in in chats with both Peter and Mac T um, about building this roster going forward. Um, as you said, there's a, a number of prospects that are coming into the organization or relatively new to the organization. And one of the benefits that I've had over the last three years is that I've gotten to see some of them uh, during the summertime development camps, uh, worked with guys obviously in NHL training camps. Um, but I have, I'm not going into this cold. I have understandings of capabilities and, um, I'm really excited about the talent that's being brought to the organization. Jay, uh, we appreciate your time. We know we got you at a coaching clinic, uh, so thank you for taking time to join us here in Orders Now. Uh, as always, Bob, it's uh, my pleasure, and um, as I said, I'm I'm excited about this opportunity and very thankful to to uh, not only Bob and Peter and Todd and Mac T, but also uh, the entire Oilers organization. I had a fantastic three years working as an assistant coach and uh, looking forward to this new opportunity. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Bob. That is Jay Woodcroft. It is 118 in Edmonton. Jay Woodcroft is the new head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. You can text us on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. Reminder, we, pro- we podcast all of our shows as well, courtesy of our friends at Pro-Am Sports. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to get to some of those Westlock Ford texts when we return on Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Hey Brandon, one thing we didn't do, it's 121 in Edmonton. Did we do about last night? Did we Did we get to last night's uh, you didn't work it into the scripts at all, just so you know. So, well, it's there. Where, where was I? Got both. Maybe not on the script. I have it ready to go, though. You have it ready to go. There's right, a well, lot of stuff going on oh, well, for the show, Bob. But, I'll, I'll uh, tell you what. Since you're the guy that grabbed the, and we did have it a lot. It pains me to do this, though, because I would rather skip over talking about the Pens beating the Caps last night. And the Caps so. blowing a two nothing <laughs> lead at home without the Pittsburgh Penguins having a Jenny Malkin. What does Jack Michael say all the time? There's death taxes, and then the Penguins beating the Capitals when it matters. Uh, who are we going to start with? Uh, well, let's start with. Uh, Mike Lang. Here's Mike Lang. A couple calls last night. The Pittsburgh Penguins rallying against the Washington Capitals. Matang to Dumoulin. Here come the Penguins back into the cap zone. Crosby with it shoots and scores. He ties the game from the right wing circle. And number 87 makes it a 2-2 contest. Oh, Eddie Spaghetti. Crosby receiving that puck in the right wing circle and he quickly released it. And it's 2-2. Schultz to the left side. No only matter. Comes forward and plays the puck in deep. Hope he plays it on the backhand around far side. Crosby there. Whip it in. He 
scored! Sidney Crosby from the left wing board gives the Penguins the lead 3-2 and hope he doesn't know whether to cry or wind his watch. He shot that puck from the boards and the Penguins have taken the lead. Eddie Spaghetti and cry or wind his watch. Uh, well, on his watch, uh, Sidney Crosby seems to have Alexander Ovechkin's number, but you know what? A center versus a wing. And who was the better goaltender last night? Ovi was good, too. Like, it just kills me every time. Uh, that must be heartbreaking for you. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the NFL draft. <laughs> well, I wasn't that excited about that either from a Bengals standpoint. They oh, drafted a center. I'd like to be the Cleveland Browns today. You could have taken yeah. Saquon. I bet you that Baker. they could have gotten Baker Mayfield at number four. They got bluffed into believing that Mayfield was going to be gone. Why would they not have taken Saquon Barkley at number one? Like Jack suggested. Like that, It makes no sense. And then they take a cornerback. They don't even take a... a yeah. I, I watched that. I was just well, like... Well, the thing is, there are some good receivers in the AFC North. Like, they have to deal with A.J. Green. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, Antonio Brown from Pittsburgh. So maybe it makes sense to go with the corner there, but still. Come on. The I, offense, I don't know. We'll see Mayfield. We'll, Pro Football Focus had him as their top prospect. So. The, the thing about the NFL draft is players step in and can help right away, right? Because yeah. they're, they're going in at 21, 22, or 23. And, I mean, fifth and sixth round draft choices in the NFL end up making teams. Right. Whereas in the National Hockey League, if you have a fourth-round pick that makes your team uh, four years down the road, that's saying something, which is why we keep bringing up Boston back in 2014 and how they uh, rebuilt that organization. So, anyhow, look, the Vegas Golden Knights, tremendous story, uh, blew out the San Jose Sharks. Vegas Golden Knights do not upload their radio audio on their website. So instead, we're going to hear the dulcet tones of Dan Rizanowski, play-by-play voice of the San Jose Sharks, as the Golden Knights take it to the Sharks in the first. Sharks try to clear, cannot. Kept in. McNabb, shot, score! Great McNabb from the point, but the center iceman tipped it. That is Cody Eakin, and he just fist pumps that one as the Vegas Golden Knights get the first goal of the series, and the role-playing Eakin plays a huge role here at 4 minutes, 31 seconds, 1-0 Vegas. Bodies are flying around. Golden Knights with speed through center. Tuck across the line. Drop pass. They score! just accepted that drop pass and wasted no time in snapping it in from the right circle. Suddenly, it's 2-0 Vegas. On the left wing side, Smith drops it back. Marchessault scores! Jonathan Marchessault, who had the winner in overtime against the Sharks back in November, makes it 3-0, and this first period is becoming a catastrophe. It is a catastrophe for the San Jose Sharks. It's a catastrophic position that I wish the Edmonton Oilers were in instead of changing out their assistant coaches, which uh, they ended up doing. 125 in Edmonton. You can text us at 630, 630. Um, Tony says, Bob, hey, uh, just in from Vegas for a holiday and heard the news on the coaching shuffle. Please tell me that we're not going to hire Gullitson and that we will be going after Trent Yanni from Tony. Well, I do expect the Oilers to be going after Trent Yanni. That I expect. I'm not sure what's going to happen to Gullitz, and I think there's going to be lots of teams in on both of those individuals. The Oilers are not that far uh, down the path yet. Uh, Dean says, Bob, let this sink in for a moment. The Vegas Golden Knights are 11 wins away from winning the Stanley Cup. Wow. It is unbelievable what has occurred there. Who Were you the only guy to bet against uh, Vegas? 
Yes, but I was the only guy to pick them in round one as well. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> so, the way to come back. That's, you know, you're learning. That's the way to come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I still think the Sharks are, you know, going to give them a run for their money. Let's not uh, count the Sharks out just yet. This text comes in for Dudley. He says, Bob, uh, what do you think the odds are that Serge Lejoie will join the Oilers coaching staff? Uh, my guess is Serge Lejoie, who was the interim head coach at the University of Alberta, will be highly coveted at the major junior level. Again, the Bears went 37-6 and this year and uh, won the national championship. Ian Herbers, uh, on a three-year leave from the U of A, 119-19 in three years. At the U of A, took a three-year leave, uh, did a three-year deal at the Edmonton Oilers, uh, going uh, likely back to the university, all but guaranteed to go back now to the uh, University of Alberta. And Ian Herbers was, in fact, offered a head coaching position in the Western Hockey League before taking the Oilers' position in the same summer that he got the U of A job. So a little bit of information there for you. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers now. Uh... Okay, this question goes, Bob, uh, Bob, why would uh, Glenn Galdson leave the $1.5 million on the table in Calgary that he's owed for AC money? No, no, that's not how it works. Uh, the organizations work out an arrangement where they share. So let, let's just say, just say hypothetically, the orders sign Glenn Galdson to a two-year term as an associate coach. Uh, if Gully is owned $1.5 million by Calgary and the Oilers pay him, say, four hundred dollars as an associate, then the Flames have to pay the other $1.1. That's what occurred with Anaheim when they took Dallas Akins after he was let go by the Edmonton Oilers. So there was a split between the two organizations. It's 128. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back in six and a half minutes' time with Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta.